0: welcome everybody to a late night as usual but windy and chilly car cast no we have the windows up so it's not too bad but we are testing sean's new car relatively new it's uh still has a bit of new car smell although it's it's rapidly dwindling. uh but we're testing its ability to heat up on a chilly night and i was going to say sean a chilly night for texas because you and i both grew up in the north where 34 degrees in the fall slash winter is Normal and even balmy, depending on the time of year. But it's, it's quite cold. Gone. It's just cold outside. It is when, cold outside. When you're close to freezing, it doesn't matter where you are, it's still cold. Now, when you're used to winters in the teens and even below zero, then suddenly 30s and 40s seems quite comfortable in comparison. And uh, I think we saw that all last year. But that's enough about the weather. We can get into a diatribe about that when we just don't need to. So I'm Owen, he's Sean. We are still between... The line's driving in a lane, which is safe and yep, always a good thing. And uh, you know what? I, I was reading through some of the players' quotes right before uh, you came down from the elevator to, to head out of here tonight. And Jason Spezza had a line which I thought was kind of poignant, which was, uh, we lost a special teams battle, and that was the difference tonight. And really, in a close game where there weren't a lot of scoring chances, either a moment of brilliance, which we certainly got from the goaltending, especially Antonio Dovin, but... Besides that, the power play is the way to decide that. Stars had plenty of chances of opportunities, but they didn't have a lot of scoring chances. The power play really looked out of sorts.
1: Yeah, I mean, they had one shot on the power play tonight, over four, one
0: shot. The best chance wasn't a shot. It was the first power play. Jamie Venn had it down low on the right side, tried to go across the crease to Sagan. If it had gotten through, it would have been a sure goal. Mm -hmm. It didn't get through.
1: Yeah, no, it didn't. But it was, through.
0: I think, it was their best chance. It was their best
1: chance. I mean, in total, it was one shot on the power play, and they allowed three shots while they were on the power yeah, play. Yeah, that's like it. It was not good.
0: Um, I was surprised, Sean, because obviously you, you and I both saw what the stats were with with and without Radulov in the lineup, mm-hmm. as what specifically he did does for the team on the power play. It's a lot. Yes, it is. But. I actually think that tonight we saw a little bit of uh, what the team is missing from John Klingberg, both 5-on-5 five five and on the man advantage. Yes, I agree
1: with that. Um, it, it's the thing where... And, and Miro Hishkin is going to be a very good NHL defenseman. A great one for a long time. Yes. However, there is a thing... There is something that in, in it's There is something that is much easier about being the second guy... Than being the first guy. Well, and here's and that, the thing. And that's, and that's more five on five I'm talking about right, right. now.
0: Um, I think Haskin may already be the star's most complete all around. Oh, I, no, I, I agree with right that. I, I agree right, with that. There is yes. no doubt that the most off, the number one offensive defenseman and the driver on the power play is John Klingberg. That is undisputed. Yes, and we
1: also saw a night where... Ooh, did I actually have to use that word? <laughs>
0: anyway,
1: just a Fox show. We, we also saw... Tonight, where not just on the power I believe, five on five, the Stars struggled to really get cleanly out of their zone tonight. Um, part of that's credit to Columbus with how they they how they handled things. Part of that is also goes to is on this bit on the young defense and guys not really a lot of guys who are have realms that are in their game that are good for that, but there's not really complete players when you have. Klingberg and Miro both playing. You have two guys who can really you can really trust to carry the puck out. Yep. Um, and it's a pretty nice one-two punch, isn't it? Yes. And I think it's something that it's something that Lindell can do, but it's not the biggest part of his game. Um, it's also something where with with how things have been deployed with the injuries, he's being asked to do a little bit more different role, really a little bit different role. Yeah. And on top of and then the other guys who. I think I like the confidence that Ben Gleason brings, but there's still some things he has to learn in,
0: in, in this And game. that's inevitable. That's inevitable. Um, he was play, he played a much more limited role tonight than he did against mm-hmm. Nashville, and that was also a product of the way the game was played. Yeah, I thought they played Honka a lot more, and we saw him out there on, a lot more. I mean, especially then on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I mean, Honka was
0: he had he had the puck a lot.
1: Yeah, I thought Honka. Had I his... don't
0: know if he did a lot with it, but he certainly was involved a lot more.
1: Yeah, he was involved a lot more. I didn't really. I mean, if we talk about opportunities for Hanka to prove that he's going to be the player everyone hyped him to be, everyone hyped him to be. He's not really doing it yet. I mean, it's like
0: he may not be the player that people hyped him to be. Like this, not saying that in a negative way. Just he might have been just slightly different.
1: Yeah, and so he set up the Sagan goal the other night, which was nice. But we're still waiting for that consistent. These are all those check marks. All those check marks that make the mistakes worthwhile. Because tonight, it was the mistakes outweighed the positives tonight.
0: Yes. Oh, excuse me for the yawn. It's a late day and it's been a long day, and there'll be more of it. Um, ultimately, not a lot of uh, offense to talk about. It was a crappy game all around. Let's go to the it. first period. Jamie Benn fought Josh Anderson. It was oh, the it was the most exciting part. It was a fun fight. I mean, as, as fights go, it was it was up tempo, plenty of energy, some big swings.
1: J, J. Ben took his fighting tips from the Rocky movies, yeah,
0: which Dude. is all offense. There's all offense, no defense, defense. no defense. That's not true. If you watch that, and go back, and maybe I challenge you to a film room. He I'm ducked a film room on a fight. Okay, obviously, <laughs> but but he ducked a couple of punches and he also blocked a couple with his arm. So I I dispute. I'm sure, Rocky blocked. No, every once May, well, okay, maybe if it was choreographed, but most of the time he blocked it with his face. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point. Yes. Every jab was a, a haymaker. But nonetheless, look, that that was clearly the most uh, notable part of the opening period. That It certainly made the Twitter rounds from around the NHL. Well, I mean, Columbus's media really made a big deal about it. Um, and there you have it. I mean, you what, just what, don't what, see a lot of those these days. Okay.
1: Two things about the fight. One, it was it was a heavyweight fight. It's the fight that you talk about that, like, yes. this is the type of fight that is that that people tune into. Like we just saw. Um, you know what? Good for Josh Anderson. As uh, I was talking to one of the Columbus writers before we left, he said Josh Anderson only fights all stars and big name players. Good for Josh Anderson. He sure. always he always punches up a weight class when it comes to. Uh,
0: it's better to punch up than you know. punch down.
1: So, yeah, let me take it. What do you think of Jamie Ben fighting Josh
0: Anderson? Oh, I mean, I think that the problem once again is that what's the trade-off? Is the reward outweighing the risk? The risk is you lose one of your top players, and right now your top goal scorer for five minutes. Of course, there was also a power play with when he was in the penalty box, so you didn't have him for one of those. And there's always the risk of injury. Although, you know, proponents of fighting will say that injury usually happens for. Hit. Illegal checks and other penalties, not from fighting. I, I, I hate that argument. Right, I know you do. I, 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 but the point I'm not, making not, is that, that not that I'm
1: saying injuries don't have right. those
0: things. But my point they is they it. can get they I've but, seen guys break their hands fighting, yes. and they can get cut open, or guys break an orbital fracture an orbital bone because of a punch, or get cut because the visors on. Or not something that Jamie has an issue with, but um, I guess the thing I don't like about that is that. You didn't need it at that moment. No. But, I, I, look, I, I like the fact that he wants to play do, out, do it all and stand up for his team. And if somebody asks him to go, I think Anderson asked him.
1: Anderson asked him during the power
0: play. And Jamie it. said no. And then after when it was First of all, what do you, you really think someone's going to say, yeah, I'll fight you during the power play?
1: You know what? It worked. It got into Jamie's head.
0: He thought about it. He said I was it. tired.
1: He thought about it. You know, it, good for Josh Anderson did his job. Good
0: for him. Well, I'd like to say that if I was playing, we always talk about playing in beer league (laughs) because it's a perfect correlation to the NHL. Clearly, clearly. So I'd like to say if somebody said something negative to me while my team was on a power play, I'd like to think that I could brush it off and still concentrate. And I'm not an NHLer, so I would like to think that Jamie Beck could do that too. Yeah,
1: well, so it... It doesn't hurt Josh Anderson to ask. It's not foolish. It's him doing his job. If no. it does nothing, it does nothing. Fine. If it gets into Jamie's head, it All does. Right. So, so after that,
0: the so next big thing. Sean I, I'll was, just say this:
1: I thought the fight was dumb. It was. You I, didn't like it. I didn't like the fight. I didn't like who he's fighting there. I thought, if you talk about who's getting a boost from that, Columbus as the road team got a boost more than, than Dallas did. And maybe. And you know what? If you want, if you want to punish them for, if you want to punish them for hitting Miro a week
0: ago. Hit one of their guys. Like, yeah. Just throw a hit. hit, throw, hit get, get a reaction. Throw a hit. and the, it, it, it's The thing that scares me about that is, and I wanted to bring up the, the next incident, was second period, the Stars are on a penalty kill. Mm-hmm. Um, and on a shorthanded rush with Jake, Jason Dickinson, uh, tries to make a move around Seth Jones and gets knocked over. And initial reaction live was, ooh, that's a hit to the head. That's dangerous. And that's going to be a problem. And, of course, then Blake Como comes in and just cross-checks Seth Jones up high. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, okay, that was a pretty dirty-looking hit. I'm okay with you going and st- sticking up for your teammate because oh, there has been some criticism that Dallas doesn't have enough of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you need a lot of that, but that's a criticism. I can, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm one of those guys making that criticism. I don't think I am. But the point is, is that on replay, you can look and see... That it was not a dirty hit, it was an illegal hit because his his stick was out of control. Seth Jones yep. and he caught and you, and Jason you are, you are Dickinson right in day. the in the chin mouth area. Yep. where of course he in Washington he got hit in the chin before yep. and was cut open and stuff. Here's the thing, when I got a I I got more reaction on Twitter than I have most of the time by saying I thought that was a clean hit except for that. Now, I'm not saying it's a clean hit. I'm saying that no, it's it not a penalty. cheap shot uh, check to the head like it looked like on live speed in, in real time. But it's clearly a high-sticking penalty. There were people saying that it should have been more, it should have been a game misconduct, should have been a major... I don't know if there was any blood. That's usually the four minute. It was a pretty vicious high stick. I Again, was, I don't. I, I thought it was the right call. Two minutes was fine. I could have been a four, but that to me was where it ends. I,
1: I thought it was the right call. I thought if
0: I thought the referee got it right.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was it's a high stick, but if if he has control of his stick, it's just a clean hit.
0: Right, but a lot of people were upset. And I, you look, you want to defend your guys and your tribe, and that's fine. But um, but what that led to, Sean, was. Later on, when they were all back out there, Ben got a couple shots in, in the defensive zone on Seth Jones. He hit him with a great check, mm-hmm. but then he really got away with a cross-check on him. He hit him, good clean legal check, yep. and then followed it up with a, an extra little... And I'm sure Seth Jones gave him a little slash or something back. It wasn't probably completely innocent on that, but Jamie was really towing the line between... Being physical and letting him, letting the opponent know we're not going to put up with that kind of stuff on our guys, and taking an unnecessary penalty in a close game. So fortunately, he didn't get called for it. But I found myself going, "Uh "Oh, be careful here." Mm -hmm. So I I don't know if you noticed that, but it's. No, I I did. He, um,
1: Jamie Ben, plays better when he plays angry, but he needs to play. He needs to be a smarter angry sometimes. there was not, there was times tonight when when Anderson and Jones were on the ice, it seemed like Jamie cared more about them than the puck. Right. And I want Jamie to play angry, and when, when, by
0: playing angry, I want him I mean, to look for the hit, but also to make the
1: play. And by angry, I mean I want him to 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 bowl to bowl situations over, to take control of the puck, to to be that. Go in and score a goal. Yeah, exactly, and not to. Not to go out there like a fourth liner who's just saying I'm going to get my pound of flesh every time I'm out there. Right. Like that. That's what he play. He needs to play angry, but he needs to play angry with some direction. Sure.
0: Like, um, go to the third period now. The game's tied. Uh, obviously, the power play goal for Atkinson in the second period early was a nice shot through a window and a screen. He hit a tiny spot and it made it through. Um, and then Rajalov scored. Really nice pass by Miro Haskin. Nice play by Miro. He also made the, the similar play that Ben just moments before, mm-hmm. and they almost scored. So that was really nice. But you go to the third; it's a close hockey game, and uh, not a lot of scoring chances really no. until a unbelievable save. Puck mm-hmm. out back door, and Hudobin just steals one. Yes. From Dubois. Um, yeah. Now Dubois would get his comeuppance because he get another opportunity. And, from Atkinson and slam it home and it was a nice play but uh, the first one was the, it was one of the best saves we've seen from yet, and he's made multiple really yes. classy that was you know we always talk about different ones you want your goalie to make the ones he's supposed to make you want him to make some of the ones he's not supposed to make and then come up with one that he really shouldn't make every now and then and that was one of the ones he really shouldn't make um, Dubois would have had nightmares if he hadn't scored again mm-hmm. on the next chance because that could have won him the game. It turned out it later did. Uh, but when you look at the goal, John, the reason why Dubois scores that is because the Stars get caught puck watching and they leave him. They, yes. they, the defensive coverage is twice, lacking. Twice. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's. They get caught watching the play instead of where's your man. And instead of being there to defend, tie up, and be in the way, uh, Dubois wide open in front of your net on the backside. And that's just uh, that's a lapse of coverage that – Obviously, they have to clean up, and I don't think that the Stars' coaching staff is going to be real thrilled with that goal. No, and then
1: the rest of the way it was, and he was, he was good, but he wasn't. Bobrovsky. Yeah, he was good, but he wasn't as he didn't ha, he was as good as he needed to be. Obviously, yeah, uh, he, he stopped the he, that he, Went his way. He didn't have any of the. We've seen him against Dallas in the past where he's made the absolute highlight. The stupid saves. saves. Yes. We didn't see the, the highlight real save was by Hudek tonight, but. Um, So we didn't see those highlight reel saves, because he didn't have to make them, but he was once again good, and he just continues to basically just be...
0: Yep. He's 12-1-1 in his career now against Dallas. It's crazy. Um, They haven't beaten him in regulation since October fourteenth, 2014, Mm -hmm. which means that it's going to be closer to five years by the time they play him again, which, unless he gets traded, which is possible, because he's the last year of his contract, or if the two teams make the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. Final, singular. Mm-hmm. It's not the NBA. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, not the NBA. But anyway, Dallas really didn't create a whole lot of shit. So a couple scrambles late. They had a lot of almost toward the end mm-hmm. where somebody got open a little bit, threw one to a spot, couldn't get a stick on it, or, or had, a, had a look and the shot got blocked or deflected wide or shot. Uh, Spets had a couple jam plays down low late. But yeah. Bobrovsky was there. There wasn't much to shoot at, but he kind of tried to stuff it through, and it didn't go through. But um, I thought Columbus defended. They took a lot away, and the Stars were having trouble finding that one puck. I mean, look, what do they say when there's not a lot of lanes? You got to go to the dirty areas. You got to go to the yeah. hard areas, and and manufacture that. You got to go push through. And the only time that really happened in the third period was early on when Tyler Pitlick toe picked uh-huh. and basically crashed into Bobrovsky. The puck went in. But I I mean, from the replays I watched, it looked like that was only after contact was made. So there was no way that was going to be a goal. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't much of a debate. I mean, I like that they looked at it, but there wasn't much of an argument about it.
1: And for Columbus, it's the old cliche. They played the good, gritty
0: road game. And that's what Columbus did. Right. It wasn't pretty. It's not something that they can go home and say, hey, look at this tape. Let's do this. Except to compete. Yeah. And frankly, look, it's not it wasn't an exciting game as far as High chances. Like the Nashville game was much more yeah. offensively inclined because teams were kind of opening up, but but it was two, te- two teams that defended well, goaltenders were good, and uh, they really competed a lot. Mm-hmm. It just led to a stalemate for a while. Yeah, and then the power play goal was the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, obviously, they scored. The, the game winner wasn't a power play goal, but Stars had what four power plays? Four power plays. You gotta find one, find a way to score a goal. It's, there's
1: really no other way to put it. Why don't we go to the questions? All
0: right. Uh, lightning round. Andrew writes in. Other than Bobrovsky, who are other stars, other stars killers? Players who just happen to destroy stars can be present or even players in the past. Well, there's the
1: one that jumps to mind right away. Patrick, Patrick. Laine. Yep. doesn't it? Yep. Is
0: That who you're thinking right of right away is Patrick Laine. His numbers are silly against Dallas. Yeah, but there have been some others that have been really, really good. I mean, look, uh, Mark Scheifele's been excellent. I'm not just trying to stick with the Winnipeg Jets theme here, but... um, I've always felt,
1: and maybe it's because he plays well against everyone. Nathan McKinnon's always been good against Dallas.
0: Just had Nashville, and Victor Arvidsson always seems to be a a thorn in the Stars' side. He's been very good. Um, there, There are players on a lot of teams that are good. I mean, Jamie Benton seems to have high... Positive stats against most of the opposition, but yeah, uh, the Blue Jackets are a bit of a red herring, a bit for the Stars. They're now winless in seven straight. Yeah, uh, we talked about Bobrovsky, but just against Columbus, the Corpus Two, They are o five and two in their last seven against Columbus now. So that's it's been a while since they won a game. Yeah, it's against the Blue Jackets.
1: No, um yeah, and.
0: I mean, line is the first one that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could we could pick this over for hours and yeah. get through, but let's go with that. Chris writes in, is this a playoff team if the roster remains as it is? In other words, is is this team good enough to make the playoffs by just waiting for the injured to return and making a trade for depth scoring? It looks like they've been winning, but getting outplayed virtually every game. Well, those are two very different points. Yeah. So the Stars have not been healthy all year because they haven't had Stephen John since the beginning. Mark Mathot has not really had a good run of games, mm-hmm. so that right there they haven't been healthy. And Martin Hansel still is yet to play a game, although he's improving and sounds like he's getting within a few weeks of possibly making his season debut, which would be very interesting to see what his addition does as a role player. Yes, not as a as a depth scorer, but a role player. Mm-hmm. Um, but for he, Chris says, is this team good enough just waiting for the injured? Oh, versus I, I read that wrong. So waiting for the injured versus making a trade for depth scoring. We haven't seen this team healthy yet. I don't know if we will because there's some, you know, Klingberg, Carrick, we found out has a hairline fracture. He's going to be a few weeks out. I'd like to see what this lineup is healthy, but from a forwards perspective, we've said all along they're missing somebody.
1: No, they're definitely missing somebody. I mean, you, you'd you like to say, okay, they'll get healthy and they'll get a little bit better, but no, we've we've seen – when you have injuries, opportunity is created, and guys have not seized that opportunity. Who could? You haven't seen Matthias Yanmark's been invisible this year. I mean, he's had a couple couple chances. He hasn't put some, it the
0: puck in the net, has- and neither has the Stars' third line, which I thought they again had their moments, but they have. Yeah, it's really the, the offense hasn't been there.
1: No, it, it's so can can they can they get can they get better internally? Maybe.
0: Yes, but it's. They need yeah, them. I mean, they need if to, they if they were to find the finish that they're missing to compete, but to, can those guys be the ones? If they don't, then they need they need another
1: forward. And, and the other thing to remember with the trade stuff, and we could talk for hours about this, but the other thing to remember about the trade stuff is. It's not going to be easy to make a trade. The stars are very close to the cap. Yeah, they don't really have much flexibility in that realm. If they're too. going to
0: make a trade, it has to be players in and players out. Yes. It can't yeah. just be at a
1: guy for you can't for money. You can't go. You, you
0: can't, can't just give them yeah. prospects and picks. Exactly. So you're going to, to have to, somebody off the roster, so, or more than someone. And the
1: problem with that right now is there's so many. You don't really have the pieces right now that you're willing a to part with, and b that other teams really are looking for. And with where we are in the season right now, there's only a couple teams that are in that realm of we suck, we need to trade someone. Right.
0: <laughs> um, next question is, Chris wants to know who the top ten defensemen are for the Stars. Well, there's... Top ten? Top, top ten. Okay, well... Because we're past the top ten right now.
1: Okay, well, goes if we'll just go down order, we'll go Miro Hashkinen, John Klingberg, Esalen Julius Honka, Mark Mathot, Roman Polak, Steven Johns, Steven um, Johns. So I've got eight listed right now. Those
0: are the eight that would be in the NHL if they were. Eight? all I mean, okay. would be on the roster if they're all healthy. Uh, I would go Gavin Baru. they nine and ten. It's a toss-up between the next three. Yeah, it's it's, it's tough. Gleason, Hanley, and Hetherington. I think we we were at Hetherington before. Would, I'm not so sure if that's if he's the next guy up. In fact, uh, there's I, another question here, Sean. So we're going to kind of parlay I'll, this.
1: You know, i will throw Gleason as ten right now, but that's recency bias. I think knows.
0: that's also future yeah. pro- potential, not just present, because Gleason he- played a much more cause, sheltered cause role. If we're life.
1: looking at and right now, I'm making gestures with my hands and no one can see because yeah, it doesn't work on because, the podcast. Because, but is it? but Gleason is here, and I think there's he can go up. Right. Hetherington, I don't think is ever going to be more than he is right
0: now. Right. Stefan writes in. Uh, any other moves we can maybe expect? He asked about is Gurionov coming back with Shore being out, he assumes. Well, let's talk about that in a minute, but I want to finish with the D. He said anything you can maybe expect, like Bayreuther coming in, seeing some action instead of Hanley slash Gleason since Monty mentioned him. And it's funny that in his press conference, Jim Montgomery said that. because Unprompted. I, unprompted. yes. Because I kind of wondered, gee, he had a good weekend. You and I talked about yes. this on the drive down tonight. Could we see Bayreuther up next week if – if Mathot's not closer.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, it turns out Mathot's not closer. Mm-hmm. Three to five days minimum before he starts skating, which means that takes him out of the Boston game. Probably not for the New York trip. Maybe at the end of it with Pittsburgh, but, I mean, who knows? Well, and here, here's the thing. So let's let's be a little bit on the, the pessimistic side I, because that's the way it's been I, for them. lately. Either way, and, and, and it's not... Here's the other thing. About I think Bayreuther's going to come up sometime in, within the next week. That's my guess. So,
1: And here's here's my, my point on it. Whether he plays on Friday or not, right. Gavin is going
0: on the trip. Well, the Stars they, need they, an they, extra they defenseman. Need to, they, they need to go with seven on the trip. And it's also is that Shores out. Yes. So you can put Jamel Smith back in the line. It came out for Richie tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, he can go back in for Friday. Fine. Yeah. But you're not going to go to a three-game Easter Conference swing without an extra forward.
1: Yes, you're not going to, especially back-to-back.
0: So... Who comes up? And the the question is, does Guryanov get recalled? Because Shore played in your top six. Mm-hmm. Does Guryanov get another top six chance? Does he play with Spets and, and Shushkin? Uh, I don't know if I like that line, that trio from a defensive side. But you know, does he come up and play somewhere in the top? Do you move up Como or Yanmark uh, or even Richie, per se, and call up a guy like Robe Hints and play him in your fourth line? Or do you think about somebody with NHL experience like Eric Condra or Justin Dowling? There, there are options, but there's somebody. It's probably not going to be till after the Boston game. My thought, maybe I would, not. I would. I, I don't. But think, I think they'll call somebody. I don't up. think
1: something happens before the Boston game, but I think for that trip, I think especially with that back to back, I think we'll. And it's being. It's you're out of town. Yeah, you, you I, can't I,
0: necessarily I, guarantee. I get
1: think it we'll forward. see garyanov My gut says it would be Garyanov just based off yeah. how he. He played well enough to to get to stay on the top of that list, I think. Um, now it hit him in the pants, but scoring, yeah, goal, scoring a goal scoring, scoring
0: a goal never hurts your uh, your case. Well, that's just it. It's Dowling had has created better scoring chances than Gurionov at the NHL level so far, but they haven't gone in. Yeah. But I've he to maybe because I've, been, I've watched him really closely, but I felt like Dowling has done more things to create offense he, in more games, but I didn't see a lot from Gurionov. I didn't see a lot bad, but I didn't see the the swashbuckling style like a Radulov or you know, that you want from a power forward winger type thing. And
1: yeah, but I, young, I, but I, I think when you when you look at it, I think Guria—it's probably worth going with Gurionov because I think there's something he adds as far as that speed and maybe playing off guys a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's it, it it's a. It's not, I mean, none of these options are good. It's like we're talking about, okay, let's put Yamark or Como in the top six. None of these options are, none of these options really put strike fear into anyone else's hearts.
0: So it's like right, <laughs> and that's just it. And then until somebody starts to catch fire and they go, ooh, we got to pay attention to this guy, then you're just another body right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip writes in, do we need to float 500 till we get everyone back? Will that keep us in contention?
1: Um, will keep them in contention? Playoff?
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, if they keep winning if some, losing some, they're not going to be out of playoff contention. problem is, is that the Central Division, Stars came in with the identical record as Columbus. Mm-hmm. They were in fourth place in their division. Columbus is in first place in the Metro.
1: Metro's not
0: good. No, but the, that's the point. Mm-hmm. The Central's hard. If you play 500 hockey, you're going to be at the bottom of the division. Yeah. Can you still be in a wild card spot or near it? Yes, but you can't play 500 forever, so you have to find a way to, to win some games. Now the well, stars is no, just had have, a four-game home point streak snap, so it's not like they've been losing a lot.
1: Yeah, but they also need to. You need the teams that make. You need to be a team that banks your opportunities now. That's the thing. Yep. You don't want to put yourself in a spot where well, that's you're always that's a winnable game. If you're always chasing, if you're always you need to you need to do
0: that. Well, Nashville, the game they they've had that one. They had yes. the lead. Mm-hmm. They never trailed. And Nashville only led when they scored in overtime. Yep. Uh, more questions Michael Gruber our boy Groobs uh, is it too late to ask a question wait what if it's not and I just wasted my one question on that question oh god everything is awful and I've learned nothing I just wanted to read that because it made me laugh uh, thank you Groobs <laughs> ask away Aaron writes in is there a chance Dobby or Dobby technically I'm saying that Dobby like the house elf any chance that Dobby replaces Bishop as the starter
1: long term no short term Short term, I mean, he's going to get, I think he'll get more games, but I... You
0: could, is it more of a split time? It's more of a split. Than thing. it is, because yeah. Bishop was playing a lot early, and they said, well, wow, he's been so good, how do you not play him? Well, Hudobin's been excellent.
1: Because more of a split time thing.
0: Here's the thing. Stars play Boston on Friday. I think Bishop starts. Yeah. Even though you could argue that Hudobin could play that. But they have three back-to-backs between now and the end of November. Yeah. They're going to need both. Mm-hmm. and it's not that one of the goalies or the other could, couldn't could play both and play the back-to-back, but when you have two guys playing well and and rested, why would you?
1: The other case just, though, for – and now I don't know Bishop's numbers off the top of my head against Boston, but Hudobin's been tremendous against Boston in his career. Right.
0: And he was really good there the other – He was. That's,
1: that's just another thing to keep in mind. And, right. And that's something But that- you
0: could start um, – I mean, look, you have Islanders-Rangers coming up afterwards. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really i'm not i'm
1: not i'm not saying which one you should do i'm just saying that's something to keep in mind
0: yep uh chris writes in as the second power play unit scored one goal since the beginning of the 2017-18 season yes
1: technically the second power play unit was on the ice when jason spezza scored the other night
0: they've scored a power play goal this year but i know what he's saying the thing is is that the top power play unit dominates the ice time because they should they're that good they're highly skilled, and you want to give them more opportunities. The second unit has to get out there and do it the best. The problem is, Sean, is that in a game like tonight where the first unit really struggled, the second unit took the the flack from the fans of the first unit. Because why? Well, as they struggled, and everyone's getting antsy and frustrated, then all of a sudden you get a lot of the, shoot, shoot, the second unit just got out there. Give them a second to set up, but they've lost all the 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 extra leeway that the fans are willing to give
1: yeah i mean and in theory the other thing too is the second unit no matter how well the first unit is performing always has that limited time frame unless there's a ton of penalties they're usually looking at the last 25 to 30 seconds of the power play yep and that's and that's frankly that's what it should be you look at You look at, say, Washington's power play. I watched their game the other night. Ovechkin's on the ice for a minute and 55 seconds Mm -hmm. of the power play. And Do
0: you take Alex Ovechkin off the power play? Of course not. But interesting thought, Sean. If you did call up uh, Gavin Bayreuther, I wouldn't mind seeing that shot out there for the second power play. Now, you're not going to replace Klingberg, but look, the Stars need some practice time. They will get it this week. Mm -hmm. They will work on the power play, and they will work with with Haskin out there. Here's
1: a quick Bayreuther thought, just in theory. What is more – now, obviously, there's cap implications here, and there's practice implications, and there's time. If you are planning on bringing Bayreuther on the trip, yeah, and you are planning on him playing – And on you the don't second, call him up to no, sit him, yeah, right? And you're planning on him playing on the second power play. Do you call him up Wednesday so he can practice with the team, or do you keep him in Texas for one more game?
0: Just, when do just, they play, Friday? They play Wednesday. Oh, they play, Texas played, plays played Wednesday, Wednesday,
1: right? Plays Wednesday, and then which what's them better to practice with the team yes. or have them
0: play a game in the AHL? And obviously,
1: there's cap implications too because this team is very close to the cap, so you could wait until Friday for the cap reason. It's it's just, it's something it's
0: just food yeah. for thought. Well, I think I think we we know that the NHL plans take precedence, so yes. whatever your plans are for Friday night, you do that.
1: Yeah, and I think it'll it'll there's just lots of the numbers come into play too. How do you Make it work because there's a lot of guys against the cap with all these injuries.
0: I've been happy with what Gleason's done so far, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's the one swapped out for Bay at some point.
1: Um maybe. I don't know. I think I think Hanley is I think Gleason is above Hanley in the coaching staff's mind. Perhaps. I also think yep. I also think from a cap perspective, Gleason is also cheaper. How much?
0: Not much cheaper, but it's just. Yeah, again. Is, just, I'm just saying that I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case.
1: It also goes to the tie of who's going to benefit more long term is, in theory, you think Ben Gleason is someone who the organization says, okay.
0: He, yeah, more he, development room. Yeah. There. Right, because Hanley's older. Yeah. He's really a, a depth guy. Mm hmm. Well, we'll see. Yep. All right, that does it for us. Uh, another car cast, and uh, we might have one on Friday. We'll see. There's some possible logistic issues there as we get in closer to the holidays and having family around. But nonetheless, we appreciate your audience. And if not tonight, then probably for, uh, for be a while. The, yeah, Well, there's a the game after the, the Black Friday game Black after Friday. Thanksgiving. So lots of fun to be had and hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast.